This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am content creator Joey Garrity. I'm the founder of Superstar Women Entrepreneurs Media Network and Joey G113. I'm dedicated to empowering women entrepreneurs to create a beautiful, personal, and professional lifestyle by spotlighting superstar tools, tips, and resources that gain them ease and grace. Every episode, myself, along with a featured guest, share our superstar woman entrepreneur's journey on my globally recognized show, Superstar Women Entrepreneurs Spotlight with Joey. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, Superstar Women Entrepreneurs with Joey. I am content creator Joey Garrity. You can learn more about me at joeyg113.com. I bet my products and my services and my books and all kinds of fun things over there. I have a superstar guest today, but before we get going, I love swag, right? I love everything about swag. I think swag is so much fun. And so I have a great piece of swag for you all today it is this really cute summer little pouch and inside of it is some of my favorite products um i have this clinique clinique is, is a great product right because it's so good for your skin and i've been using it for years and this is a moisturizer and it's really great and then also too i have a little blush compact in here so that you could have take this on the go all your summer trips, barbecues, etc. It'll be so much fun. So grab some swag and how you grab it is you comment in the um, comment section, something about the show. And then I enter you into a drawing and then I pick a person and then I'll let you know. And then I send it out to you. So I'm super excited about having this guest on today. Um, it's all about how to leverage social media for bigger profits with Katie Brinkley. I love that name. It's such a superstar name. So I had to have her on the show because you know how I love myself superstars, right? Um, and let's learn a little bit more about Katie. So Katie has been um, leveraging social media to grow audiences and income for over 19 years since, that, since the time of MySpace. Now get this, you all. I literally have a MySpace, like... Um, like a little bag from MySpace from way back then that I had like shipped to my mom and I swear she still has it. <laughs> like mom, we're, we, we're, we're, she's like, I love it. I don't care. Um, but anyways, I love MySpace too. Um, so she's helped her clients build a strategy to track the right followers and generate consistent inbound leads. So I'm going to bring Katie up from the green room and we're going to say hi. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. 
Oh yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. I saw you at Podfest 2023. Um, you were on stage with Larry, which yeah. was kind of a fluke. I wasn't even meant to be at that session, but I was walking through the um atrium and yep. I was like, well, I'm gonna pop in over here and see what's going on. And so I got to see you. So it was really cool. Yay, I'm so glad that you did. Thank you for coming and checking out my session, me and Larry's session. Yeah. And there yeah. he is with the red hat. <laughs> I know the red hat, of course, the red hat, which I love. I know it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your share here around your journey, which I thought was so interesting. Um, you talk about how your spotlight share is I never would tell people about my experience as a radio reporter because I was embarrassed. I'd switch careers. Once I started sharing that and embracing it as part of my story, people started connecting. I think that is such an interesting share. Let's talk about this because I think a lot of people do this. Yeah. So you said before, you know, I started with social media 19 years ago, but being a social media anything didn't exist back then. So I went to college to become a radio journalist and I landed that job right out of college. I was the post-game reporter for the Denver Broncos and the Colorado Rockies. And I loved it. I, it was what I went to school for. I, it was something I was passionate about. And then this thing called Sirius XM came out and um, everyone in the radio industry panicked. A lot of people moved into TV. I was like, well, I have no TV experience. I've you know only been doing this for about three years now. I'll just, you know, I'm just going to move into marketing. And so I left and I wouldn't tell people that I had experience with radio. Um, I wanted to start a podcast for a while, but I didn't really feel confident speaking into a microphone again. And I think it was just because I was embarrassed that I had stopped my dream career right out of, you know, so long ago. And so I didn't really ever tell anybody that I, that I did it. Um, and it was on Clubhouse once that I was uh, on stage with Subi Zimmerman. And after the, the Clubhouse room ended, she sent me a message. She was like, Katie, you are so good speaking. And I was like, well, I have a history in radio. I mean, I feel like I kind of should be. She's like, wait, you what? And I was like, yeah, I, I used to be a radio reporter. She's like, you need to tell people about this. Oh, but I, I gave up. I quit, you know? And she's like, you didn't quit. You know, you didn't know that Sirius XM wasn't the end of radio. You had no idea. Use that as a strength, as a superpower. And so I started sharing that story and it, it really helped me find my, my audience, my people. It helped me step into my authority of speaking more. And, you know, I, I, I share often, you know, like I have a background in radio in audio only formats and video doesn't come naturally for me. And I think that it, it helps a lot of my clients that I work with who aren't comfortable on video be like, oh, so this person also hates video and they were able to do it. I want, I want to learn from them. And I think it just has helped me with my story. 
I think that's so beautiful. That's such a, like a rolling on the red carpet moment because I know that this is going to be a tipping point for other people out there. I, in my trainings out there around visibility and influence, I always encourage people not to leave their past behind. I'm like, otherwise it's like you drop down from Mars and people don't know how incredible you are, right? Like all of that experience is what rolled into you doing what you do today, right? Exactly. And yet there is this weird kind of, um, and I think this is global. There is this very strange kind of signal the community sends out of like how, oh, you know what, you should, you know, you should, that should, be, it's like shameful in a weird mm -hmm. way. And I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, no, 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 no. When I first came out of Hollywood, I, the first time I was very reluctant to share it. But I was so I was so burnt out by the whole thing that I didn't even want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanted to just so like for the first year, I literally walked like from one end of Golden Gate Park to the other like seven days a week just to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? yeah. it was your whole life. It's your whole community. It's like how everyone knows you. It's like you're it's really becomes part of your your essence in a yes. way. Right. Yep. But that's, but that, that's, I think that that's, that's the, that's the lie in a way. I think that's the lie. It's just a layer. That's mm -hmm. all. It, it's so true. I think that, you know, with all of, we, we, it's our lives, it's our story. So a lot of times we're like, oh, well, this is something I kind of would like to forget about, or it's not that big of a deal, but it's that connection piece that's going to make other people connect with you. I mean, I talk about, you know, radio or that I was the post-game reporter for the Broncos. And it's like, oh, the Broncos. I like the Broncos. Sure. That's pretty cool. Or I say like, oh yeah, well, I went to a smaller school, which was great. It allowed me a lot of opportunities. I went there because I played college softball. And all of a sudden that's something else that is no big deal for me because I lived it. But other people hear it and they're like, oh, my, my daughter plays softball or I played softball in college or anything like that. And it's those, those things that you're willing to share that can really help drive connections with, with clients, customers, and community. I totally, I absolutely agree 100%. And it takes courage, yeah. but you get, but there's so much more love on the other side of that piece of courage. That's, that's what I found through the journey, right? Yeah. I, I share every week, once a week, I share my ups and my downs of my journey and like what's going on with me. And, you know, I'm a Scorpio. And so for a long time, that was very, you know, I'm a very private person. Plus coming from Hollywood, you tend to be, can be very private, right? Because everything else is kind of out there, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then I just remember one day and I just was like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, I want other people to know they're not alone. Yeah. Right? I want other people to know it's okay. Like, like we all have an up, we all have a down. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So you, right. And it is in the story is what's so interesting. Um, I like this too, is don't be afraid of your story, share it, embrace it. So like, I'm just curious, like when, like, you know, because sometimes I still, I'll still catch myself because, you know, I'm on a lot of shows and I'll get off some shows. I'll be like, that was really oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, huh. And then I just take a breath, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, it's all good. Just be at ease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, like I was saying before, a lot of times with our stories, we're sometimes I feel a, a, almost ashamed of what, you know, oh, well, this happened and I gave up or I did this and it didn't make the most sense for where I am now or or anything like that. And 
it's that's what's going to help others learn from you. It's going to help others connect with you. And you never know what small tip from your story might be impactful for somebody else for where they're at with their journey. I mean, there's so many things that like I, I was afraid to tell people for the longest time. I started my business uh, six, almost seven, six and a half years ago. And very first thing I did was I made a website, chose a name, you know, got the LLC and everything, bought the website, made the website. And I was like, all right, cool. It was three years before I started posting on social media for my business, which is a social media agency. Right. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing is like I was embarrassed to tell people that for a long time. I was like, oh gosh. And it wasn't until two years ago that I started actually posting on Instagram for my business. Oh. I mean, I knew how to create all this content for other people and write for other people. But when it came to myself, I was like, I don't know what to say. And so it's it's those things that that vulnerability or saying like, look, this was a mistake I made that's going to be impactful for somebody else, wherever they are. And it's going to help them really, uh, I think that our stories we sometimes can discount, but it's, it's part of who we are. And it's part of what's going to help us grow as, as a business or as an entrepreneur, but it's going to help others as well, the more that we share it. I totally agree. That's such a spotlight moment because it's just so authentic and it, it's, it's very, very true. Right. Just because we're really great at something doesn't mean that we also and sometimes it just has to do with time. Yeah. Right? We're so busy taking care of, of others. When I first started, I started out as an agency and I was creating endless content for everyone else. Right. This is what you do. Right. That's what they're paying you for. So you have like delivery. God bless you. <laughs> you have like deliverables and you have deadlines and, you know, I have a lot of responsibilities. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, but, and, and I feel like too, I also want to tell people out there too, like do what you like though. Cause I think sometimes people get so caught up and like, they want to be here and they want to be there. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I'm like, just be, be happy. Yeah. Like that's half the battle of being an entrepreneur anyways, is like a happy entrepreneur makes Right. Well, that's the thing is, you know, you get, you see the things of, oh, I, I became an entrepreneur so I could, you know, work from wherever and work whenever I wanted to. And I, honestly, like I've never worked harder in my entire life until I started my own business. It's really? So true. Yeah. I can work from anywhere, but I can work from anywhere that is really hard for me to stop <laughs> working. And so, I mean, like there's a lot of things where it's, uh, yeah, you, 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 you think you see these things and it's like, well, Take it with a grain of salt and, you know, not everything, everything is, is, especially as a business owner, I think that as we're growing, we have to be willing to make those mistakes and um, share, share the mistakes with others because hopefully other people don't, don't make those mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the other side of the coin too, sister, is that, is that we're opening the door to give people permission to make mistakes. Yeah. That's the whole point. Even inside of a J-O-B, like working in studios, they're still corporations. Yep. Right. And they just have all the systems in place. And so because I was so indoctrinated into this so early in my career, right? When I start when you when I started my business, I didn't realize how many systems were in place for me. Yeah. I didn't realize that that it, that is how that is how deep this is in terms yeah. of becoming your own your own like 
solopreneur or business owner, right? Yep. Is you really have to, you really sit back and you're like, wow, there is so much that, that you, you don't know because you don't need to. Yeah. Don't need to know how to do it because they have set it up. And that is why it's a billion dollar company. Yeah. And that's one of the things too. Like I think that anyone that's looking to be an entrepreneur, investing in coaches and courses was a game changer because when I was, you know, just watching free things or, or just kind of trying to do like what I knew how to do, I was doing a good job, but once I start invested in my very first coach, everything for my business changed. And I think that learning from people that are one or two or 10 steps ahead of you, being a part of masterminds, it, those are, those are invaluable ways of learning. And there's always somebody that's going to know a little bit more than you that can help you with the systems and the processes that maybe aren't your superpower. I told, I absolutely agree. Like 100%. And you know, that, that what that is, I think is very indoctrinated in regards to the mentorship piece. Like I found that even in my early careers, you know, like the people were like always willing to mentor. Right. But what, but, but what you're talking about is next level. You're talking about like identifying the right level where you're at. And then also too, like, I think it's so interesting to learn from others. That's why I started the show. I love, I love because any nugget can take you, like you can't, is a tipping point. Yeah. And you, it's, it's so bizarre. Sometimes I'm like, that nugget was my tipping point. Really? Not like <laughs> thousand other things I've learned this last couple of months. Yep. Yep. I was just like, huh, that's interesting. Right. <laughs> and, and I wanted to, I want people to know that out there. I'm like, I'm telling you, it can be the smallest thing. And all of a sudden it can just like change the whole game. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I want to share this, share with everyone today. It's about the marketplace is over the static post and passive consumption. Today, the marketplace wants content that grabs their attention. Here are just a few ideas, quizzes, contests, giveaways, assessments. And I love them. I, I will take a quiz, sister, any day, any time. And if you think about it, Joey, like this is the thing. With social media now, yeah. we're consuming. We're opening yeah. up our phones or our devices to consume and to kill time. Yeah. I, I mean, nobody opens up Instagram and says, I want to be sold to by a stranger today. You know, <laughs> nobody does that. We're opening up our phones to kill time. It's no different than turning on the television. Yeah. So how can you make sure that you show up effectively every time someone opens up their phone and starts scrolling? And it's the, the there's a variety of ways of posting. I mean, just on Instagram alone, there's five different ways you know, there's the single image posts, there's carousel posts, stories, Instagram lives, reels, all, everyone consumes content differently. So you have to be willing to show up a variety of ways and be creative. I mean, with Instagram stories, I mean, I did, uh, I changed the cover art for my podcast and I did like a March Madness, like bracket thing with different graphics I wanted for my podcast and everyone voted on it. People loved it. And it was, you know, it was very easy for them to be like A or B. And that was that, you know? So, I mean, like, but it, 
it was a great way to get audience participation. I could remind people on, like, every day that I had a podcast, um, you know, doing different giveaways like you did just now when we started the show with the, the swag bag. I mean, all of that are different ways to keep your audience entertained and engaged. And I think that when you're willing to show up a variety of ways and make your content engaging, it's they're going to, to want to see your content in the feed. They're going to want to say, that's my person. Oh, I haven't seen a post from Katie Brinkley in a while. Head on over to her page. I mean, when you make sure that your posts are quality and not just spewing out as much as you can, that's the biggest game changer. It is. It, it is. And, and it's about the consistency too. Mm -hmm. And like, pick what's fun. That's what I tell people all the time. I said, don't, I said, I said, I said do what you dig. Mm -hmm. Just be consistent with it, right? Yeah. I love, love swag from, that's just my nature. And that's actually one of my love languages. I like presents. <laughs> so of course, when I did the show, I was like, oh, I'm going to give away presents in the, you know, swag, right? Because yeah. it makes me happy, right? Yep. But that's what I tell people all the time. Go do what makes you happy. Some some of my uh, colleagues, I told them to do assessments. Like they love to do, I said, Offer an assessment. I said, you would be shocked at how many people are going to want yep. to do your assessment. I said, it's a great way to meet people too. Yeah. I love it. I, lo I like, I like, I like things to be interesting. I found, I found this uh, article the other day. And I wanted to share this about videos, the most engaging content, social media with Americans reportedly watching on average between 80 and 120 minutes of online video on a daily basis. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is mind blowing. And the majority of these videos are short. <laughs> I know. You know, right? they're like 10 to 15 seconds long. And that's why it's so, it, it's so easy to fall down into a 30 minute rabbit hole because, <laughs> oh, they're only 15 seconds. And all of a sudden, 15 seconds after 15 seconds adds up. Yes. That, that is, that's crazy, sister crazy cool for us who love who are content creators and who love video right and, but this is the thing joy not not everyone loves video including yours truly and uh, but i mean it's key we're looking to connect with people by seeing them whether it's just in a 15 second snippet if it's a long form format like this here if it's going live really quick you know on instagram or something or if it's just showing up in your stories people want to see you and they want to see what you're up to i mean yeah. reality tv changed everything we used to just want to see you know stuff by the osbournes and uh you know all the you know famous people we don't care. You could be, you know, next door, my next door neighbor, for some reason, she shows, shows up in my TikTok feed. I, I mean, like, but it's, 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 this is where we are today. We just want to see and learn from other people and see how other people are living their lives. I, I agree 1000%, 1000%. As a matter of fact, in um, Ross Brand's latest uh, book, and let's show, show you all here. Um, that was my prediction is I was like, we are the new reality, real yep. reality yep. stars. And we have a real opportunity here to be these breakout stars where people are just going to be like, and people are going to be like, who knew that people were so interested in Joey? And I'm like, I know, 
I had no, <laughs> no idea. Right. And uh -huh. no idea. And for a minute, for a minute, I did stop posting about my personal life mm -hmm. because, because I would go to events and people were literally wanted to talk to me about that. And that yes. felt really awkward and I didn't like, I didn't like it. And again, it could be the Scorpio thing. I don't really know. But so I had to have a sit down with myself again. I was just like, Joey, stop. But they want to talk about my relationship all the time. Yeah. You know? Yep. About my husband and I. And I was like, this is so interesting to me. Right. But that was a telltale sign, sister. It's true. It's so true. And I mean, listen, by the way, are you still obsessed with sports? Yeah, I am. I'm a huge sporto. I'm a, I, like, whenever, like, the conversation, like, what do you want to say about sports? We could talk sports. No, I love sports. Um, I'm a big hockey fan. I love football. Baseball, not so much um, anymore. And basketball, not so much. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I love I love sports still. <laughs> because I come from a fanatic sports family. Okay, like That's we grew weird. up a candlestick, essentially. Like my dad is like was bananas about everything sports. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so she loves sports. That's so cool. So the 49ers, right? Okay. Yep, yep. My dad's 49ers fan, and uh, you know, Trey Lance and everything. We can talk that and oh. Jimmy G taking off for Vegas. I think oh. that's gonna be good for Vegas, but I don't like the oh, Raiders. Yeah. And... Oh yeah. I was at the Raiders Stadium when it first opened because Garth Brooks. Vegas or in Oakland? Oh no, in Vegas. Oh Garth Brooks, he did the first concert at the stadium because it's during COVID. Oh yeah. Right. And I was in there and I was like, what? You guys got all this? Like, this is crazy money. I know. I know. Crazy money. Mm -hmm. It was really exciting, though. But, yeah, so I, I love football. Um, I like baseball, not as much as my dad, you know. Yeah, I mean, so we have the Rockies here in Colorado, and they're yeah. – they're not that great. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> so it is what it is. I mean, I played college softball, so, like, we play – you know, we play a lot of – softball and baseball in my family, but, um, ho we're big hockey fans. We have season oh, tickets yeah. to the avalanche and, um, hockey. yeah, hockey is hockey is on every night in our house. So. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, so is that your guys' like family go-to is hockey? Yep. So yep. Cool. We, we all love hockey. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. I, I had, a um, one of my ex-boyfriends was a fanatic so much that he turned his guest room into a hockey all like memorabilia hockey room. Uh-huh. And that's when I fell in love with hockey because we were at all the games. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Yeah. I had no idea because I didn't grow up with hockey. I'm from Cal I'm from San Francisco. Like we yeah, there's no hockey up there. Yeah. Well we have the shit San Jose Sharks, but I mean like it's still kind of yeah. I know, but it wasn't you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so and, and I was like, I had really been missing out. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. This is so much fun. <laughs> I yeah, this, I can talk sports. Oh, look at there's me. <laughs> I know. I have. I have. I, I love the how you did this too. I think this is so cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love how you have like the paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a new uh, show opening for um, 100 TV, and I was gonna do that. I was gonna do all these clicks and all these screens. Yeah. And it's like hmm, that might be a little bit much for my opening. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Let's let's watch it again. I love that. I think that is so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, 
And like that was a reel right there. It wasn't a video. It was just a whole bunch of pictures that I took over the course of a week. And I was like, how am I going to use all these pictures? And, you know, it, with video, I mean, Joey, you're, you're doing amazing with your video, but I think that if we're uncomfortable with showing up on video, there's still a variety of ways that we can start by getting our feet wet and something like that. It's simple enough. You can get started that way. I think it's great too, because you're also spotlighting other people. Yeah. And I love spotlighting other people. Like that is my passion. Well, hence here we are, right? Here we are, right? And I'm sure it's because of one of my first memories of my, the first movie I ever worked on was Stargate and my brother worked on it. And we snuck out of work and we went to the movie theater together and we, because we were at the premiere, but you don't watch the movie, you can't see it really, you know, because you're at the parties and stuff. And we sat there and we were like, we were just like in awe when we saw our names and lights. And I remember thinking to myself, this is the only industry, and people can say anything they want about Hollywood, and it is rough, by the way. But it's the only industry that actually gives everyone recognition, everyone down to no matter what they did on the movie. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me for so long. And I think that's where my love for spotlighting came from, is that memory with my brother. Yeah. Um, I love your share. I love how authentic you are. I think it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing. And, you know, and part of the reason, so I went to PodFest 2022 and I knew like two people and that's why I went. And then in 2023, I was on a stage and that went really well. But what really, what really came out of it is I saw this arena and I love love video slash podcast right yeah yeah um but i saw a lot of men right in the arena right Mm -hmm. i mean i saw you like you know you know i saw i saw some women yeah (laughs) right salicia right and stuff like that but and i saw how i was like oh wow this arena like most media arenas is starting to get hot heavily populated with men i was like yeah no no and so that's when i launched a superstar women entrepreneurs media network And I went to women entrepreneurs. Some of them have never done a live show. They are not great at technology. And I was like, I'm willing to teach you because I want us to make sure that we have a really, really large spotlight and presence in this arena Mm -hmm. and that we're at every table, sister, at every table. So blessings to you that you're doing that, that you're, you're one of the women amongst the sea Right. <laughs> well, we do need to have more more women, you know, sharing their voices out there. And I um yes. I recently hosted a, a summit back in February. And I know that we're getting towards the end of the show, so sorry to bring up this story now. But you know, one of the things I want to do was spotlight a lot of amazing women speakers and but not just women. I wanted to have some men in there too. And I had a lot of really positive feedback saying like, I can't believe all the women, you know, you are showcasing on this. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like we need to have our voices out there. And I, I didn't realize like until I started looking at different events, like in dis- different live events, how many of them are mostly male. Like uh, there's some event that I keep getting Facebook ads for, I think the Aspire event uh, in Denver. And it's all, it's like 10 men that they're showcasing. And I'm like, it'd be nice to have like maybe two women in that picture. I know. Um, I felt the same thing when I saw that the other day. I'm glad glad you brought that up 
because yeah. I I was invited to go out there and I and I went and did a little little checking around. I was like, you know, it's going to be was, a broadcast. I don't know. I, but, I mean, but but I feel like I feel like you know, coming from an all now what you came from. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was the only like one like. No, I mean, like, and it was true when I first started. I mean, this was a while ago, like, but I was typically the only woman in the locker room. Um, I mean, like, it's changed dramatically over the past 20 years. Um, But like back then, I was one of the only women in the locker room. And I'll never forget my mentor, um, Susie. She was like, now, Katie, keep in mind, you're probably going to be the only female in there. So your questions have to be better than all the men. Oh, because you need, you need everyone else there to take you seriously. Yeah. You know, so you need, and I would go to the game. Like there was times I'd go to the, like the Rockies game and I'd go there from opening pitch all the way through. And I was taking, I would keep score. I would take notes. I would do all the things. And there'd be other reporters that would come in at like the eighth inning just to like, be like, okay, well, here I am. I'm going to go ask that, you know, I went, I went to the whole game because I wanted to make sure that like, Hey, I remember back in the fifth inning, you know, you struck out on that curveball, And then again, in the eighth, you saw that same 80 mile an hour curveball, and you ended up hitting a double with the RBI ended up being the game winning RBI. Were you expecting that curve again because you had struck out on it earlier? So, I mean, like those are the type of questions I was trying to craft because I wanted to, I wanted to prove that I had a spot at the table that I deserved to be there. And just because I was a female didn't mean I knew any less about sports than the rest of the people in that room. One more story. And then I promise we'll wrap this up um, <laughs> because I know we're supposed to be talking about bigger profits. Now it's like, like female empowerment. <laughs> Maybe like what? She was literally sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Last thing I, in, in college, I took a football officiating course and um, on learning all the rules of football. And it was like a, a, you know, an education, you know, a sports ed or whatever, phys ed course. And the college football coach taught it. And all the other people in the class were the football players. And I know when I went into that room, they were like, why is this girl in here? She's probably in here looking for a boyfriend. Uh-huh. But I wanted to be a sports reporter. So I wanted to learn all the rules of football because I never played the, the sport. And mm-hmm. I mean, like I earned the coaches respect the players respect. I ended up announcing the football games for them after all these, but I mean, like sometimes we have to do those things to show we have a, we deserve a spot at the table and it sucks that we have to do that. But you know, it, for me, it taught me a lot about what it's, you know, some of the things you have to do to prove that you deserve a seat at the table as, as a female. So Sorry. No, I absolutely wasn't planning on going down that rabbit hole on this call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there. I mean, again, I am beyond passionate about this, about this arena, right? Because I was like, we have a real opportunity here. We have a real opportunity that it's not, it's not unbalanced. Yeah. That we can have a lot of balance in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so let's invite as many women to join this arena as fast as you can, you know, and the beauty thing I tell people all the time, I said, so do, I said, and I know, sister, when I started lives, I didn't want to do them, trust me, right? It was overwhelming. It was a lot. Your background, your lighting, your, I mean, it's, it's a lot, right? But I'm so glad I did. And I was really encouraged by another woman, Karen Glasser. And she's like, do it anyways, do it anyways. And I just had her on the show she, this morning. 
And, and I've been having a ball with it. And then you just scrape the audio and you have a podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like great for your social media. It's fantastic. And Tuesdays yep. and Wednesdays is really fun for me because it's my pre-marketing and then my show. Yep. Right? And then I don't have to post anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. There's endless ways to look at all this. I so adore you, Katie. I love, love, love your point of view, your authenticity, how you're showing up in the arena. And then I love that you're obsessed with sports. <laughs> that is so cool. And I didn't know that about you either. I didn't know that about you. you and see so, until I got your shares and I was like, what? I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> I go, I hear about sports all the time. I love that. Yeah. Um, thank you, Katie. I so appreciate it. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love thank you. Thank you for love having you. me. I'm going to drop you down in the green room. Go grab yourself a cocktail. Isn't she cool? She's super cool. I tell you, I saw her at PodFest and it was an accident. Like I was not supposed to be in that room. Like there, I mean, you know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a scheduled girl. I know where I need to be next. Right. But something told me to go in there and I'm so glad I did because I got to see her speak. And what she was talking about is how to structurally um, organize your content. Right. And of course I love that because we're all, we should listen. Our lives are full, and that's a blessing. It's a blessing that our lives are full, right? But we also have to be organized, right? So that we can have more fun and more freedom. So, listen, everyone, join me for another episode of Superstar Women Entrepreneur Spotlight with Joey next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Coast Time, 10 a.m. Central Coast Time. I will have another superstar guest. And remember, it is your birthright to stand in your spotlight and be your own superstar in the marketplace. Until next time, everyone. Ciao. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast.